Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nbplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. Uh, I want to start with this idea of, of we understand and agree. We understand and agree. That is a phrase that points towards unity. Amen? Amen? There we go. So, so that phrase right there, we understand and agree, it's referring to, to unity. And, and, and we say that as a church because we believe that the church of Jesus Christ in 2017 is a united church. I mean, we, we're not a black church. We're not a Latino church. We're not a white church. We are a heaven church with different people from different races and different backgrounds. This is a good idea of what heaven's going to look like. I love that. I saw this the other day. I said, man, if racists make it to heaven, then it's going to be hell to them because of all the different types of people are going to be there. This is what heaven looks like. So welcome home. Man, the church of Jesus is a united church. And the truth is, is that the, the, the unity of the church comes when we know our roles in the church. The unity comes when there's an understanding and there's an agreement into where we fit into this body of Christ. And all over the Bible, you, you can see that there's, there's, there's this analogy when it comes to the church. And, 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 and a lot of people, they, when they write about the church, they write about the body of Christ. Here's the truth, is that the enemy doesn't have to physically separate us to separate us. The enemy doesn't have to, 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 to make us literally move, okay, everyone on this side and them on this side. He doesn't have to do that for us to be divided in spirit. And here's the truth, is that sometimes we think that just because we're next to somebody, we're united. There's a misconception sometimes that just because I'm with this person, we're united. And not, I, would, I would argue that because I know a lot of, of, of friends that, you know, they hang out together, but they hate each other. I mean, they, they're in the same car, right, riding out to go to the movies, and, and they're really mad at each other. So even though they're together in the same place, in the same avenue, they're, they're, they're still separated. And there's still division. Friend, I want to encourage you today, just because there is division in spirit and there's no division physically, that doesn't mean that there's not a division issue. Because the truth is, we can confuse ourselves. And, and, and the thing is, listen, uh, you know, have you, ever, have you ever seen a married couple that's kind of like, you know, on a rocky ground? They're living in the same room. They're living in the same house. They're leading the same family. But there's still a division in spirit. And the truth is that for new birth to go to a, through a church split, we don't have to literally leave. It could just happen in spirit. The enemy doesn't have to move us literally. He doesn't have to push you, tug you. He just has to create some, some, some miscommunication and misunderstanding in spirit. And the truth is, if we're going to be the church that this world deserves, man, the world is looking for a united church. I believe that as the world finds new ways to divide, as the world finds new ways to separate and to hate, man, the church is the only place people can go to where people from different races and different backgrounds and different positions in the world, they can come and see that we are united through the love of Jesus Christ. We are united through the promise of Jesus. We are united. We're not like the world. Just because the world believes in this, the church doesn't accept it in. We run through the Bible. Amen? We are the body. It says, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 14, it says, just as a body, though one, has many parts, 
but all its many parts form one body so that it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Here's the truth. We are the body of Christ, and the head of the body is Jesus Christ. We are the body. We're part of this church. We're part of the bride of Christ. And sometimes we're functioning, but if you remove the brain out of an organism, it's just doing random stuff. And it's doing things it's not supposed to. But when there's a leader, when there is Jesus as the head of the church, man, we're moving in areas we never could. We're moving in directions that we never could. People are getting saved dramatically. And in every moment of service, I mean, like, from the parking lot to the altar, everybody's doing their part. The feet, the hands, the heart, the unseen ministries, the set-up tear-down ministries. You guys are probably like the, the, the liver of our church, right? No one sees you, but you're doing your thing because everything's here. So we're all this part of the body and Jesus is the head. But let me, let me encourage you, sometimes we're not always rocking with what the head is trying to lead us. Sometimes in life we can forget that Jesus is the head of the church and we try to jump on his role. Sometimes we try to, I'm just the knee, but, but, but the knee wants to think like the brain. And the knee is telling the heart what to feel like. And the knee is telling the hands what to do. But the truth is, who organizes the body is Jesus Christ. So our job as the church, our job as the body is to find out what Jesus is thinking. It's to find out what Jesus is saying. It's to look in this Bible and say, God, what do you want me to do? Forget what I think I know how to do. What do you want me to do? Because he's the head. And we are the body. And we all play an important part in the body of Christ. Here's the truth. What I am a part of is bigger than the part that I play. That's the, that's the leadership mentality at our church. What I am a part of is bigger than the part that I play. Here's the wrong way up is when you think that you're bigger than the part that you play. The wrong way up is thinking, man, I, I just ended up in this church and I'm just doing my thing and... You know, I could be somewhere else, doing something better. And, and that mentality kind of paints a picture that you're believing that you're bigger than what you're doing. But the truth is, we are a part of the body. I am not bigger than what I'm doing. Here's what I believe. This is how I see church. I see the church of God as an unstoppable force. I see the church of God as something that once it was set into motion, it could not be stopped. And just an analogy, I see the church of God like a freight train. A freight train, just moving and moving. And people come and people go, but the church keeps going. And people come and people go, but the church keeps moving. And people come with their intentions and they come with their own directions. But God is the leader of this train and it's going to continue to move. So when you join ministry, you're jumping into the train. Man, God, thank you for putting me on this track to where we're going. I was lost, but now I'm in your ministry and I'm in where you're leading us. That is the model of our church, is that the church of God is going to continue going. We started a church. This church, New Birth, is going to be here for a long time. Your children, your children's children. I can't wait to see till we fill up this auditorium four to five times a Sunday. I mean, I can't wait. It's not going to stop. But the truth is, we deny our part of the body when we believe that we're bigger than the part that we play. I'm a part of the body. I'm going to live up to my part. I'm going to play the part 
that I'm supposed to do. We are one body with Jesus as the head. Amen? One body with Jesus as the head. So there's a story in the Old Testament. It's in the book of Genesis. And it's, some of you guys know it, you heard it before, it's the Tower of Babel. And here's the thing, I love that picture, so awesome. The Tower of Babel, uh, many people got together in this time, God was telling them to spread out throughout the world, and they said, no, we're going to stay together. So this act of building the Tower of Babel was literally an act of disobedience. God commanded those people to spread out and to flourish and to move all around the world. That was God's command, but they said, no, we're going to come together, we're going to unite, and we're going to build something, we're going to do something in our name. And, and let's read what the Bible says in the book of Genesis. It says, now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used bricks instead of stone, tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with the tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. For those of you who have been in church long enough, you know how the story ends. But sometimes we miss why the story ended how it ended. The thing is, they, they wanted to do something. They wanted to be a part of something to make themselves famous. The, the root of this project, Tower of Babel, was, was, was arrogance and pride. That was the root of this. So when God looked, I mean, he, he, he did something. And we're going to read it. But, but here's the thing about the church. We are not building new birth. We're building Jesus. We're not in the business of building our name, but rather the name of Jesus. We're not building new birth. Sometimes you can get it messed up. When you come here, it's Jesus' church. He's the head. This isn't a new birth thing. This is a God thing. And whatever we're doing, man, we're trying to just lead people to him. This isn't a new birth thing. This isn't a, a, a new birth worship thing. This is a gathering of the saints thing. We're worshiping Jesus. Man, you ever met a conference Christian? I, I, I'm like, I have some friends that they go to Southeastern University and there's always conferences. And usually around conferences, everyone gets excited to go to conference, right? That's just normal. Hey, we got conference, we got conference. And here's the conference Christian, right? So you sit with them and they say, hey, so who's speaking Monday night? Who's going to speak? Like, oh, Louis, Louis, Louis Giglio. He's like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going. Hey, Amen. Who's doing worship? He's like, oh, David Cook. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going. Who's doing, who, who's preaching Tuesday? It's like, oh, you know, Lisa Bevere. I, I probably won't go. And, and, and I remember be, being around so many students that would decide to go and worship God based off who was there. I remember encountering so many, I got sick of conferences. And thank God, you know, we have friends in Chicago because I was brought back to life and believing in conferences. I was done with conferences. I was like, man, people are just gathering for the names of people. Who's doing worship? Who's preaching? And, and, and the thing is, we can confuse ourselves to believe that we're gathered here for a person. We're gathered here for Lulu. Uh, we love you, Lulu. But if Lulu's not there, I'm still going to worship like Jesus is coming tonight. Yeah, we love Pastor Gabby, but if he's not preaching, I'm still going to come to hear the word. I'm not a conference believer. I'm here because I believe in Jesus. This is not a church for leading our fame. It's for leading Jesus' fame. We can get confused sometimes. Like, yo, who's going to be where and what's going to happen? No, Jesus is here and I have an appointment. And I'm going to be the believer that follows Jesus. 
And here's the thing we continue to read. This is interesting. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speak in the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So God is looking down on these people and saying, if they are in unity, if they are together, then nothing can stop them. But it wasn't in God's will. So this is what he does. He says, come, let us. Us is a term resulting in God being a triune God, three in one, one in three. So he comes down. Come on. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Do not be confused. We serve one God in three parts. It's like H2O. It comes in gas. It comes in solid. And it comes in liquid. It's three forms of the same God. So he says, let us come down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. Isn't it funny how God's commandment was for them to spread out, but they gathered and ended up at the end spreading up anyways? Your disobedience is either going to prohibit God or postpone your blessing because you're going to end up doing what God called you to do anyways. Here's the truth. It's in unity. If it's in unity, it can work. But if it's not in God, it won't last. Anything in this world... If it's in unity, it'll run for a little while. Your business will run for a little while. Put some Jesus in there, and that thing will last a long time. Your family, you probably got it all together now. Yeah, you guys are united. But if it's not full and, and, and engulfed in the presence of God, it will eventually fall apart. And God says, listen, they're doing something. Looks pretty cool. They're almost done. But this isn't what I want to do. And this isn't my will. So I'm going to confuse them. With their language. Here's the truth. The body must follow its head. We could be building a church. We could be just doing so many things. But if we're not careful that we're following the leader, the leadership, and, and the direction that God, Jesus Christ, is leading us, we can end up being confused at the end. What's funny is in verse 7, he says, come, let us do what? Let, let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand. So, so. So, so what I get from that is this. Unity will always fall in the hands of misunderstanding. Unity will always break down when there's miscommunication. See, if I was God, that would be scary. If I was God and they were doing something I didn't want to do, I would send like a lightning bolt and crack that building in half. I do so much stuff. I just, I just blow and blow, blow it away. God says, I want to let my world know something. I want to let my creation know something. If there's not communication, if I don't understand you, something so united, something that's amazing will eventually fall if there's miscommunication going on in the house. I could send lightning. I could send a wind. I could send water, but I'm going to send a confusion in the tongue. The enemy doesn't have to divide the church physically to divide it. He just had to get a couple, couple tongues going. He's got, he got to lead people talking a certain type of way and, and oh we don't do that here oh, oh we don't no 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 Jesus is the head of this church and it's his word we follow and it's his leadership that we're running with it's his anointing that's on our backs we're running with the word of God you know where our job is as the church we're going to be here for a long time our job for the church is to fight for clarity that's your job fight for clarity I mean, if you want your family to get united, fight for clarity. Hey, let's be clear on, you know, the time you're supposed to get home. Let's be clear. 
11 p.m., all right, honey? You're only 12. <laughs> you're only 12. That's kind of late, right? I'm sorry. 8.30, all right, honey? 8.30. 7.59, all right, honey bug? 7.59. Let's be clear. Fight for clarity. We need to fight for clarity. Hey, brother, come. You, you said something, and, and it, it messed with my heart. And, and I'm going to have tough skin, but I'm going to have a soft heart. If you're fighting for clarity, you need tough skin and a soft heart. If you're fighting to confront anything, you need tough skin and a soft heart. I'm not going to take it personal, but I need to get this off my chest. And I probably shouldn't do this before worship because that will just mess up your worship. So let's talk about this. Let's fight for clarity. Tough skin. Nothing. I know you're trying not to get to me personally, but I just need to communicate it so we can both grow as people. We need to fight for clarity. And when we do these things, when the body is moving in the direction of the head, man, we got way more campuses coming our way, church. We got way more services coming our way. We got way more salvations coming our way. When the body is moving in the direction of the head, nothing can stop us. When the body is moving and stepping in the direction that Jesus is leading us, when leadership in the house are understanding the purpose and are understanding their calling and people are stepping up into ministry, we are walking this thing out. And more people will get saved. And here's the thing. Sometimes the body is confused with the head. Like, I don't know if I should give. But God is saying, listen, try me in this. Give me something and I'll show you more. I don't want to give. You're the body going against the head. I don't want to show up. You're the body going against the head. I don't want to go to hope groups. I don't, want to, I don't think I should do that. And that's literally the body moving in a different direction than where the head is trying to go. So our job is to fight for clarity. Our job as the church is to walk in this thing and to open up the Bible and say, God, where are you leading me? Giving, giving to church, that's what we do. Welcome to new birth. We give to God. We promise. He, we, we, we understand the promise. We give our money. I'm not going to sit on my money. I'm going to give it to God because that's what I do. That's my function. Here at new birth, you know what we do? We, we, we sacrifice our time. We sacrifice our time. We do it for the world anyway. We show up to work on time. We're going to show up to church on time. Come on, it's time to, it's time to give. We are the body. We are the body. We are the representation of Jesus in this world. That's what we do. Homeless ministry, that's what we do. Jesus said, love the least of these. And if you love them, you're loving me. Give to the least of these. And when you give to them, you're giving to me. This is what we do. And if this is the only church you ever known that had a, had a homeless ministry, I'm sorry. But that was the body moving in the wrong direction that the head was trying to go. But this is the church that is walking in the direction that Jesus is leading us. We're going to walk with it. That's what we're going to do. This is what we do. Look, you never say, this is what we do. That's what we do. We're the body. We're the body. I want to read to you. Quick story. I have to have the band come up. I'm read to a quick story. I'm gonna read to you a story that's evidence of the body of Christ working. I'm gonna read to you a story. It's a real life story. The, 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 the woman who, who wrote this letter, she emailed to me last night about something that happened in her job one day, which is pure evidence of new birth being the church that God called us to be. We're going to give our finances. We're going to give our resources. We're going to give our time. We're going to get on a team. We're going to serve. We're going to join a whole group. This is what we do. And in, 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 
and, and the result of that is literally every day miracles happening in the world and lives being changed. I don't know if you know this, but on Friday nights alone, from January to October, just on Fridays, we saw 408 young, youth and young adults say yes to Jesus. And only January to October. You can make more noise to that. I said 408. 408 people, youth and young adults, coming into an environment that people love them. They don't get that nowhere. That's what we do. People come up to the worship team every service. Oh, great job. Man, thanks for just pouring out your life. I know it took time to memorize the lyrics, and, and you guys did such a great job. Thank you. And we look at them like, yeah, this is what we do. We give our life to this thing. That's what we do. And so I asked one of the sisters in our church, we're going to keep her anonymous and the story anonymous. But I asked her, we were talking one day. I said, listen, you need to email me what happened at your job one day. So she sent me an email last night. And I'm asking Ben to pick it up. Can we have the whole worship team come out? And um, my favorite song of today is Let There Be Light. So we're going to sing it. Because that's what I like to hear. Anybody love that song? Anybody love that song, Let There Be Light? You got to declare that. I'm going to get to this. But it's funny. When God created you, he gave you hands to grab and to move. He gave you feet to walk. He gave you a body. He gave you eyes to see. He gave you ears to hear. And then he gave you the very thing he created the universe with, your mouth. The very thing he created, everything when he gave it to you. So that you can walk in a scenario and speak life. So that you can walk into a moment and speak light. So that anywhere you are, God said, greater things you would do in my name. You got to open up your mouth. You got to declare your marriage being healed. You got to declare healing on your family. You got to declare those lost being found. You got to declare into your finances. Declare into these things. Let there be light. So I asked you to send it to me. Y'all ready to turn up? I'm ready. Hands up. Pentecostal at the altar. Everything. Somebody bring the snakes out. Get the snakes. Here we go. Some of you guys are damaged. Oh, that's why. That's why I come from. So she says, it was a crazy day at work. Our office was very busy and overwhelmed with people. I was waiting for over an hour to be seen. My scheduled one o'clock appointment was a no-show. So this is a sister from our church. My, my scheduled appointment was a no-show, and I had to quickly replace it with an unscheduled appointment uh, that was waiting to be seen for a medical review. And, and, and Lord knows at that moment I was feeling so tired and completely overwhelmed. I thought of many excuses to tell my supervisor to excuse me from calling the next person that had been waiting for more than an hour to be seen. But I found myself unable to say a word and decided to proceed. As I read the medical file of this person, I, I, had, I had to call, I had to take a time and my heart sank as I read the medical file of this person. This person suffered from so many emotional and psychological disorders. They attempted to end their life since a young age. They've been trying to commit suicide. And there have already been so medications, so many medications being applied to this young person. I literally started to feel depressed before she walked in. I wondered, why, Lord? Why do I have to get stuck with this appointment at the end of the day? It was Friday, and I just couldn't, I couldn't wait to go home. And as I opened the door to our lobby, I looked around expecting to see a depressed and suicidal person like the review said. But to my surprise, I saw a young girl with a pleasant look 
as she came forward she was accompanied by her mother i felt a bit confused and quickly looked at her file to make sure i was reading it correctly and, and i'm looking at her and I'm looking at the file as she sat down she was able to give me eye contact and she smiled at me i started to ask questions regarding her conditions and when i asked her has your condition gotten worse or better her mother stepped in and said oh she's gotten much better ever since she's been attending some youth group She turned to her and said, honey, what's the name of that new that youth group you go to? And with a huge smile on her face, she responded. She said, mom, it's called New Birth. I was in. I was in complete shock. I was in complete shock. Not because of the whole situation, but because it was my church. Yeah. My inner person started screaming, oh my Lord. I wanted to start running in circles, praising God. I had to contain myself and continue to do my job. Her mother said, ever since she's attended New Birth, New Birth Youth, she's seen a tremendous change in her daughter. She mentioned how she liked to talk to Pastor John and some of the youth because they're nice. And my eyes started to run. I couldn't resist. I told her, I know exactly what you mean because I go to do birth too. I go to do birth too. Come on. This is what we do. 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 It's what we do. Lord, you want my money? Take it. Lord, you want my life? Take it. I surrender. Yeah. This is what it's all about. People so far from God, feeling so close, just because the body is walking in the direction of the head. And we're just doing things. Man, this is the beginning of amazing testimonies. This is the beginning of revival. When a church says, Lord, here I am, take everything. Take it all. This is what we do. This is what we do. This is what the church looks like. Bunch of nobodies becoming somebodies because there's grace. Bunch of nobodies walking into a room and being loved because God loves us. This is what we do. It's not about what you're wearing. Do you have a spirit? Do you have a voice? I love you. Man, let's take new birth outside the walls. Next Sunday, when Pastor Gabby comes, come on, I want to see double the people in this room. You have, listen, you have seven days to invite five to six people. Look at your neighbor, five to six people. Five to six people. Look at your other neighbor, five to six people. Five to six people. Everybody on their feet. Come on, this is what we do, we stand. Everybody on their feet. This is what we do. 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 Have you had Barbie clothes in the room tonight? We have our eyes closed. Sometimes we feel like the mind is moving in a different direction than our body. Be encouraged because Jesus is with you. Be encouraged because the head is with you. The head is walking with you. The head is leading every step you're taking. Be encouraged. Man, I'm so tired of just driving and driving. And just be encouraged. You're walking with the very presence of God. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.